welcome to NLS Law's first podcast. We decided to do a podcast in this really difficult time that we're experiencing because of the COVID pandemic. We wanted to make sure we could stay connected to you all. And throughout a series of podcasts, we're going to talk about things like connecting with children and families, family law matters, uh, property matters, children's youth matters. We're going to discuss about immigration, discrimination, sexual harassment. So we look forward to going on the journey. We're probably going to have a bit of fun as we go about. There'll probably be some laughter, music maybe, because we're quite a creative team. law we've really had to try and get on board to some changes in the way we work and it's been pretty exciting we've taken the challenge on and I mean we have an excellent team I'm so lucky to be the director of such a creative team I have Jessica Fordham who's my associate solicitor I have Lucy Hollard who does advice work we also have Chanel Hughes is a family and child consultant Aidan Shepard who's a law clerk and media extraordinaire I have Sophie Cockbane who does administration work, and Emerson, who also does uh, administration work. And together we all work hard so we can try and deliver a really good service to anyone that needs us in this difficult time. One thing I want to tell you about us is that fundamentally everyone that works here believes in social justice and human rights, and that is the most important to us. So in this really tough time, we want you to know that you can reach out to us, ask us questions about the areas of law I've told you we're practising, And we'll try and guide you through um, this difficult time and help you strategize and work out how we can get really creative solutions to some of your complex problems. We've tried to think creatively about our practices and we have Zoom conferences with clients, we do team meetings with the court, we have telephone as we just just had a bit of chat about (laughs) with clients and each other. Because social distancing is really important, it's really important that we also abide by the public health orders for um, essential travel. And so that means sometimes we just can't see each other. But what we can do is we can connect in other ways that isn't face-to-face. And I really want to encourage other businesses to take the COVID-19 challenge in a positive way to look at how you can work still effectively um, but in a different creative environment to what you're used to. Yeah, I think we've definitely taken on board the struggles of how hard it can be to implement new strategies. But I believe that we've really incorporated some great new ideas that will be really beneficial to the future of NLS law. I think some of the things that we're doing now could be used later on in life with Zoom conferences. I think that's a great way for all of us to stay connected, even if we're not in the same office. Yeah, and Emerson, I had a really um, good experience recently um, in the Federal Circuit Court of Australia. We had some trials and we thought that they were going to be abandoned, but um, the judge that will be for was really considerate and let us have the trial by team meetings. And so for those people who had been waiting a couple of years for their case to be heard, they um, were able to have their case heard and decided upon. So I think it's really exciting how... Um, the courts are taking on the challenge in this difficult time. And Jess is going to talk to you a little bit about an update about court proceedings. So stay tuned for that because it's really important that we all know what's going on in such significant institutions. One of the really good strategies that we have at the moment is with um, Aidan and he's been doing all our social media and um, actually he's going to be producing a film for NLS Law this year, which we're very excited about. So Aidan, what are some of the benefits do you think of social media and how for people who are business owners, it could help them um, get through this difficult time. 
Well, just in short, in summary with social media, it allows businesses and individuals to stay connected, especially when we're all so separated with everything that's going on at the moment. Social media is a really important platform and a really important device for businesses to use to connect to um, potential clients and people who they are already engaged with. And for individuals, it's really important for individuals to stay connected to other individuals. And that's what social media allows them to do. You can have a video call with a friend. You can message a friend. You can see what they're saying. You can react with them. You can laugh with them. You can share with them and you can love with them. So social media is a really powerful and empowering platform. So it's really important that businesses and individuals utilize social media to keep connected in such separated times. And that's something that Aiden's been able to help us with at NLS Law, um, you know, to keep active on our Facebook and our LinkedIn profiles and making sure our newsletter gets out. And Jess, um, you know, what do you think about everything that's going on and how NLS Law can help our clients? I think that um, it actually provides us with an opportunity to assist clients um, in ways that perhaps they might not have traditionally thought of. So there's probably a lot of concern that um, just because um, this has happened and the court system isn't proceeding necessarily with face-to-face hearings, that people might not be able to get their matters resolved. Um, Here at NLS Law, we look at, I guess, other options aside from court, such as Um, attending mediation, looking at arbitration and really trying to assist our clients resolve the matters um, the best way that we can for them. And even just talking to the other side and other solicitors. So what we're going to talk about next in the podcast is Jess is going to give an update of court and later on we've got Chanel Hughes is going to talk about um, being connected. So I just thought it might be useful for people um, just to get a bit of an update on what's happening with the court system. Yeah, so things have been changing quite rapidly in the recent weeks. The court's been implementing new practices and procedures and um, it's really changing the way practitioners and um, litigants and people involved in the court system are having to deal with the court system and interact with it. So I was just hoping you could provide some update on what's been happening, what's been implemented and how people can access the court systems with the new practices and procedures implemented. Absolutely. So one of the biggest changes that we've seen in recent weeks is that a lot of court matters that are currently before the court have been moved to telephone mentions. Um, So in almost all circumstances, uh, family law matters in the Federal Circuit Court and the Family Court are being dealt with by telephone. Only in really, really exceptional circumstances are there face-to-face court attendances required. And even if a face-to-face court attendance is required, there's um, some protocols in place um, that really limit the amount of people that are in the courtroom um, and also adhere to the social distancing measures as well. So there's certain spaces and seats allocated for, allocated for people within the courtroom um, and the time is also restricted to about one and a half hours in a court sitting. So that's, I guess, in exceptional circumstances if there is a face-to-face attendance. A lot of our clients um, will be dealing with the court system by way of telephone, so for directions, first return dates, mentions, all of those types of things. They'll be done um, by way of telephone. So the clients, um, as well as ourselves as practitioners, will dial into the court and speak to the court, the judge and um, the other parties as well. 
final hearings are also something that are being conducted um, by some video conferencing software. At the moment, the court's utilising um, something called Microsoft Teams, and that's a software which enables um, clients, the judge, barristers, solicitors to all see each other on the video conferencing software, and it enables trials to be conducted with the parties seeing each other, barristers being able to cross-examine clients in the witness box and so forth. So that's um, quite an interesting way that court matters are proceeding during these times as well. So it's really a different landscape compared to what people are usually used to interacting in courts. So it's quite different in the way that people are interacting and engaging in the court. Have you found it interesting or difficult or challenging at all to implement these practices into your daily practice as a solicitor? It's a completely, I guess, it's a completely different landscape now and it's um, it's actually quite beneficial in some ways. Um, I found that, um, I guess, court mentions are dealt with pretty quickly. Um, there's no beating around the bush. Things are dealt with um, and then you're off the telephone link. So um, I've found that the way that, I guess, the court system and ourselves as practitioners have had to adapt has been, um, it's been really efficient and everything seems to be progressing to be progressing um, pretty smoothly at the moment. So everyone's adapting, court matters are still being heard and um, I guess matters are being resolved in much the same way as they were before. It's really great because it limits um, unnecessary travel for people. So someone who's an hour away from the court, they don't have to drive anymore. They can just link in via telephone. I think that's a great initiative for people. So do you think that maybe after COVID's or dealt with that, some of these strategies might still be used in place? I think they, I think that they still um, can be used, absolutely. And I think that we've got a lot to learn as um, practitioners and people that work in the court system about how effectively these strategies have worked so far. Um, particularly, I guess, with um, telephone appearances at the moment, that's pretty important for clients, um, particularly clients who've got young children at home. I know that it'd be particularly difficult for those clients to be able to arrange people to look after their kids if they had to attend court personally. Well, especially with social distancing, they're not really allowed to see anyone else. So Absolutely. Yeah, so it's definitely changing times and I feel it's important to keep people up to date. So Jess and I will be attempting to keep everyone up to date in as much detail as we can over the coming weeks and coming months if it comes to that. So definitely stay tuned and keep in touch. Station here with Chanel and Emerson and we're going to have a chat to you about keeping connected. So Chanel, I know some parents are having a really difficult time adapting to COVID-19 and making sure that their kids stay connected with everyone. What's some ways that they could do that? Well, isn't it a difficult time right now? We've got kids at home, we've got parents at home, yeah. we've got households um, that have two families uh, across um, households so, yeah. and we've got lots of rules about what we can do and can't do and um, lots of people are confused, right? Yeah, so, I know I am personally. I'm having a really hard time not being able to see my friends and family. So what's some strategies that parents can make sure that their kids are still spending time with the other parents? Well, I've spoken to lots of um, parents who are in a similar position to me. I've got kids at home. Um, it's really important that kids stay connected to people that they have strong relationships with. 
Yeah. Um, be it aunts, be it grandparents, be it our mums or dads or siblings in, in different households. Yeah. So there's lots of different uh, technologies that are being used to encourage that contact and keep the contact. You'd be more familiar with most of those technologies <laughs> than me. Definitely. Well, my mum lives in a in a whole other state, so I'm not allowed to see her at all. So I know that we've been playing head trivia and things like that over FaceTime, which has been a really great way for me to still keep connection with my mum, even though she's so far from me. What are what are some things that people are really having a hard time with dealing with? Well, you you know that um, in our work here that people are really challenged by what the new world looks like. And when families have got orders that they're needing to comply with, trying to um, make sense of what those orders look like with lots of rules and regulations about contact across households, sometimes they need guidance about that. Um, and it's really important to uh, seek some advice where you need some clarity. But I think there are some really important uh, considerations when you're thinking about communication for kids with significant others. It's really good for them. I yeah. think we have to really start thinking out of the box, you know. I have lots of people that talk to me about, well, how do I, you know, make sure that my kid gets to talk to their dad or to um, their sibling who doesn't live with them? And I talk to them about things like just getting on the phone or doing FaceTime or there's a new app that we've been using at work called Zoom so we can Zoom in and have conferences with our clients. So I suggest to those parents that why don't you work out a Zoom app if you can so they can talk to their, their father, for example, because I think it's really important that even though we can't really move about, um, that we can all have that communication with each other. So it's something that I've been asked a lot of questions about. And kids tend to know all about this technology, right? So um, they, better than us, I think. So, Definitely. <laughs> so there'll be lots of parents out there who say, I don't really know how to access that. And if you've got kids who, um, look, I find if they're generally above eight, they've got a pretty good grasp of technology and how to kind of engage with that. Um, it's just making sure the technology is safe for them and that, you know, if you're going to organise your child to talk to different people on a different various social media, that you make sure it's a safe platform for them. And yeah. was, I really liked your idea about um, how you play trivia with your mum. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> like a video app or Skype or something. Yeah, so we used FaceTime and we just played kind of charades and trivia over that and that was a great way for us to still have fun even though it is challenging right now not, there's not a lot to talk about every what what's on everyone's mind is just COVID-19 and we're still trying to stay positive how do we stay positive I know that I'm having some hard times because in the media it's so negative what are some great things to to do now that COVID's happened what are ways that we can progress forward well one of the really important things is to maintain your routine and for kids, that's maintaining routines as well. Yeah. So you have to adapt it to um, being in the confines of, of your house. Yeah. But getting up at a certain time. In, in our house, I've brought out a, a bit of a whiteboard. We've sat down. We've worked out daily kind of chores yeah, and things that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, we've even planned social things like, okay. um, you know, Saturday night, a games night. We've planned a movie night. We've yeah. kind of planned um, that each member of the family has a chance to choose a takeaway meal once a fortnight. Yeah. Uh, so 
you know, making sure that there's fun, but getting kids into um, their same patterns of learning and reading and um, spending time with them. You've got to balance that with parents who are at home yeah, um, who might have other responsibilities, but, um, yeah, try and try and keep kids engaged. Yeah, because, you know, I've had a few of my clients say to me, you know, they're working from home, mm-hmm. they find it really difficult with their... Um, with their children and um, and then they've got to schedule phone calls in with the parent that doesn't live with them and they find that all very compounding on their stress. So do you think it's a good idea that parents can carve out some time just for themselves if they're working from home and talk to their kids about having their own space and some activities planned so, they, so each person can have their own space? I think it's really important to sit down um, as a family, whatever your family looks like, if it's uh, one parent, family, two parents, whatever it looks like, and talk about the things that are important. Privacy and time out is going to be important for everybody in that household. Even kids will need um, that separated time. Yeah, and there's lots of great incentives going out at the moment. Like I know there's free courses online from unis and TAFE and even Foxtel are offering incentives like free movies for a certain amount of time and lots of games are doing it as well so there's a lot of ways that you could talk to your kids to make sure that you're getting the privacy that you need as well how do you think parents should say that though because I don't think a 10 year old is going to grasp that idea of mummy wanting to some alone time um I, I I think obviously you need to consider the age of your child and 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 how you're going to talk to them maybe just um most kids will get that you want time alone. Um, They get that from a very young age. It's just how long they're going to be able to give you, um, you know, to, for you to be able to do, do your work. You might have to restructure some things in the day, um, you know, so you can spend enough time with, with the kids. It's challenging. It's challenging. And I think it's, um, it's people aren't alone. This is like our new normal. So yeah. it's something that we all need to get a bit used to. But this is where that connection with other people is really important. It's it, You might be wanting to put them on Skype with um, their dad or grandma for half an hour. So so grandma can um, talk to them about what's going on in the day. Grandma might be able to play games. Grandma might be able to read a book. Yeah. And Dad might be, be able a, to talk to them about That would be a good time for parents to get 30 minutes alone time as well. Yeah. So that way their kids are still communicating with their with the other parent, but the other parent is still getting some alone time, so they might even take 30 minutes to just sit down and chill out. Because, yeah, you're right, because connection is so extremely important. Mm-hmm. And even when you're in separated families and parents are really struggling at the moment with, you know, how, how do I facilitate these court orders when they've got to spend time with one parent and the kids are out of their routine, I mean, it's really important that we maintain the connection and you can facilitate that time and it's okay to facilitate that time. Yeah. You know, from what, I, what I've read and from what I understand from COVID-19 is that you can still facilitate time with, the children's mum or their dad if they don't live in the same household. You still can do change yeah. or whatever. You, can, you just can't go to the same places and you just can't go, you know, down the skate park anymore. But what you <laughs> yeah. can do, yeah, you can play different games or you could read stories and have more phone calls. Yeah. And I think what sometimes we forget about is court orders um, are in place, but if you can come to an agreement with the parent to change some things that suit the current environment, then you can also be able to do that. And that's something that I've been giving about later. I think, I think it's um, 
it does take parents across different households to be working together in this climate. It's pretty tough though, isn't it, when you very have a tough. bit of angst? When, yeah. yeah, and already people are quite anxious and worried about, um, about how they're going to kind of manage. But I think the, the very strong messages for, for families to understand are that don't disconnect and isolate from, um, from the world outside. Keep, keep kids and their uh, um, significant relationships strong and, and take the opportunity to make them stronger uh, than they could ever possibly be. And that's really important for kids' well-being. Yeah, I think but, so too. Yeah, maybe also not to be too hard on yourself. Yeah, think about that. definitely. So uh, something that people could take away from what our conversation today, what is one really good thing that they could take away to put into practice in their lives at the moment? Um, Prioritise your children's needs outside um, the household that you're in. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean value the relationships they have with other people as well as your own. Yeah. And, and help them connect. Really appreciate that you've been able to share some insights, Janelle, and you know, Anna and Alice Law, we just want to be able to make sure people can have open conversations and if things are tough that they can come and chat to us about. Absolutely. And you're here for people to talk about Absolutely. talk to on a Thursday, aren't you? Yep, I'm Great. here. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll be aiming to keep you updated with a podcast every fortnight so that you can see what's happening. Just remember, here at NLS Law, we're here to help you with all your family law or your property matter needs during this tough time. Please don't hesitate to contact our office on 49276315 or alternatively, you can swing us an email at office at nlslaw.com.au. See you next time.